Welcome back to another episode of The Authors Unite Show. Here's your host, Tyler Wagner. Welcome back to another episode. Today we got John Malott with us. Welcome to the show, man. Hey, man. Welcome. <laughs> I'm glad to be here. Yeah, pumped <laughs> to have you on. Yeah, um, so to start us off, can you tell us a little bit more about you and what you do? Are you sure you want to start? Yeah, there? yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Start. They're gonna tune out real fast. Man. No, no. We're lose all your audience. We're gonna today. go to the beginning, then, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I'm uh, I, I'm your unlikely entrepreneur. Maybe not nowadays. Things have changed, but. Uh, Back in the day, it was always like, you know, go to school, get a good education, then get a good job, or, you know, go to Harvard, and then mm. you become, you know, you drop out of Harvard, then you become like Bill Gates or somebody. So, yeah. so I, I uh, you know, I didn't have all the things that society said you're supposed to have to be successful. So, you know, I don't have a college degree. I don't have a high school diploma. Uh, my first felony arrest, I was 15 years old, and then that led to uh, about 18 months locked in a juvenile de- detention facility. Mm. I get out of there, the, what we now know is called the crack epidemic. Now, we didn't call it crack during that period. You know, when, I, when we first started, we were freebasing cocaine. Okay. Basically smoking cocaine. Yeah. And uh, that uh, almost took me out 17 years, years old, had a heart attack. So this was kind of like the cool. setup for me to be this, you know, entrepreneur. Yeah. Uh, because and really the, it was out of necessity. Nobody would hire me, you know. So mm-hmm. nobody wanted to hire a felon, high school dropout, drug addict, you know, like this dude is. You know, he's going nowhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and plus, you don't want to give me the keys to the building yeah. for sure back then. <laughs> it's good we can laugh about it now. Yeah, now you can laugh. It wasn't, you know, funny now. It yeah, wasn't, not wasn't that. funny then. So, for but that's sure. really, you know, that that's how things started for me. That's what put me on, like, this entrepreneurial path. Okay. You know, more by accident, not not by design for in sure. any way. And, uh, and it just it just sucked, mm-hmm. you know, trying to, trying to make ends meet. So, so before fifth, like what was going on before 15 that led to that felony? You know, it just, it was, I was in a, in a place, uh, in a neighborhood where this is just what we did. We just acted up, you know, mm-hmm. it was, it wasn't unusual. Um, you know, I grew up in an environment, uh, my mom had left pretty early. My dad was a steel worker and, uh, and you know, he, he went to work and then he went to the bar. Okay. So my brother and I ran wild in the streets, and then my dad, I think I was uh, 13 or 14, my dad got crushed by a steel press. This thing, he would feed oh. steel into this big machine, and the thing malfunctioned and caught him from behind, and Flight for Life picked him up. He was in intensive care for a year, you know, almost lost his life. So this whole time, there was just nobody, there was just zero supervision in the house. Yeah. So my brother and I just, you know, what are you going to do when you're 13, 14 years old? And, you know, you just act stupid. Yeah. And that's what we did. And, uh, and you know, my brother has been in and out of prison his entire life. Um, my sister died from a heroin overdose at 21 years oh. old. So it was just a, it was just a messed up environment. For uh, sure. You know, coming up. And, okay. and that's all we knew, man. So, you know, it didn't seem that messed up until, you know, the drugs really, you know, took hold of the house pretty bad. That was that was the biggest challenge. Got it. Okay. You know. And then so then 15 hit with a felony, 18 months you said? Yeah, 18 it months was. in uh, detention. Okay. So what well, like mentally I guess going in, did it kind of feel hopeless at that point, or were you like, or did you feel like you could survive the eighteen months? Yeah, like I'll know, get through this. Th- during that that part, it just that was just what we did. It was interesting because detention center was filled with my friends, mm-hmm. so it was. Okay, <laughs> I hate yeah. to even say it. It, it was like kind of a sense. social deal without <laughs> any girls. That's, the, that's <laughs> that was the worst part of the whole deal. I was like, oh, I don't like this part, especially when yeah. you're a teenager. Yeah. Um, so that's that sucked. <laughs> um, but it just that was kind of the path. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until the drug problem. It wasn't okay. until 17. Yeah. And I would say it was the blessing and the curse. Worst thing ever happened to me and the best thing ever happened to me. Because I ended up in this drug rehab. I was locked in this facility because there were some circumstances, you know, that were around that particular incident. Okay. And uh, I met a, a former outlaw motorcycle gang member who was the counselor there. Mm-hmm. It was the first time that someone looked like me, acted like me, uh, but but had had knowledge. Like he wasn't preaching to me. Like you got to do this. You got. You know. I mean, everyone's always talking. Like back then, it seemed like grownups were just a bunch of dickheads. Yeah. And this was the first guy who was like like me and I was like okay I'll listen to this dude and he was the one who turned me on to personal development and uh, he was like cause I'm like okay how do you get out I don't know how you get out of this mess and he said well let me tell you he said business and I'm like business I said, I'm not you know I'm not a business guy mm-hmm. and he was the guy who gave me the book uh, how to win friends and influence people oh uh, yeah and one that the was the beginning for me and, and I wasn't quite there of course but that seed was planted there that I could be more than what I was and okay that, that there really was another route for me Gotcha. And so that's when things started to go into motion. And then, so after you read that book, because it was that was one of the first books I read too, and yeah. it was that one, Think and Grow Rich, and Four oh. Hour Work Week. Like those oh, were the yeah. first three, and then I just went on a rampage of reading yeah. everything. So was it similar for you? Like after that one, very just, similar. You know, okay. it was, uh, yeah, How to Win Friends and Influence People was the foundation, mm-hmm. and there, of course, think, I read Think and Grow Rich back then, but I didn't get it. Yeah, you know it, that that book you got to be in, you got to be ready for. And I've I've read Definitely. it now probably thirty times. So like, oh, you know, like the whole, I just read it. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, I was telling them that too. Like yeah. there's a lot of people that they, that's like their yearly read. Yeah. Like they read it once a year. I know a lot of people that do that. You know, it's yeah. like you ever go to a movie for the second time and there's like something that you didn't see the first time, mm. yeah. but obviously it was there, but somehow you didn't catch it. Same thing in that book. And when I would go back to it, like even the chapter on like sexual transmutation. Yeah. That's <laughs> like, yeah. I, I didn't get that at first, <laughs> but then I was like, Oh, now I'm getting this. Shit. Now I'm getting it. And the one yeah. I started catching on because of that chapter, I could be really freaking successful. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. Was, so it was, it, it just took time, mm-hmm. but it was always, you know, uh, personal development became my thing. You know, I mean, I'm one foot in the hood and I'm one foot in a personal development book. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm one foot robbing your house. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the next day I'm trying to figure out how do I, how do I get to a seminar? You know? Yeah. It was just weird, man. <laughs> I knew I had to get out of that environment. And, okay. Uh, and then having, you know, my last felony arrest was I was uh, 24 years old. Oh, and, okay. And that Good. was, that for me, that was the, the beginning of the end. If you ever hear me on stage, I yeah. used to start my talks talking about that last arrest, you know, when the police have surrounded my house. And, okay. You know, this was the new chapter. All right. So. Uh, so I want to talk about both <laughs> yeah. the rest. Oh, man. And you so bring tears to my eyes. Oh, really? I thought we were going to talk about pause. No, I'm I was like, we could stare at a different way if you want. <laughs> so, so I want to talk about those. But f- so 17, though, you, you mm-hmm. have a heart attack. So, like, yeah. just, I mean, like, is it is that something that when it had, like, do you even remember what it felt like? Or, like, did you just <laughs> wake up in the hospital? And yeah, you're like, I, oh, I, shit. I don't remember all of it. Here, here's what I do remember. I, mm-hmm. I went back to my dad's house which I haven't been to at that point in quite a while and it was all night we used to we used to get hotel rooms and we would pass the pipe around you know there'd mm-hmm. be a lot of times there'd be eight nine of us all you know wired yeah. and geeking in that room and then this particular night there was only about four of us which was unusual and so the pipe was hitting coming around a lot more than I was <laughs> used to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and so by about Six in the morning, I real I knew something was bad wrong. You know, this was an all night thing. Started like nine o'clock at night. And, okay. You know, my uh, my girlfriend, I said you got to come. You got to you got to take me somewhere. And 
and she took me. I said, take me to my dad's house. And nobody was there, so I broke in the house, and I went and laid on the bed that at one time was my room. Mm. And next thing I know, I remember waking up. I wake up quick, you know, was, I was in the hospital. I clearly, there was lights everywhere. And then I was out, and it was like two days later when, you know, when they told me what ha happened. Oh, wow. It was like, I, oh it was God. two days before I was, you know, conscious enough to realize what it, you know, <laughs> what but, I actually did to yeah. myself. Okay, but yeah. you felt you said like at like four to six a.m. or something. You, did you feel like chest pains or anything? Yeah, yeah I was. Well, I knew oh, okay. my, my heart was pounding so fast, like okay. I could hear it in my ears. It was, okay, gotcha. It was gotcha. just it was moving so, and, and you know your heart's gonna speed up when you do cocaine. Anyway, yeah, but, for sure. But this yeah. was this was a whole different deal. This okay, was like yeah. my heart wanted to jump out of my chest, and I knew something was. Okay, wrong. gotcha. Because it was, yeah, it was yeah. almost like it was it was like, like one straight beat. It was going so damn fast. Wow. It was okay. Yeah, I knew I knew I was messed up. Got it, yeah. Because from smoking weed, sometimes that happens to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but like, I know I'm by like, the window, looking out the window. <laughs> but I'm like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, you were like, this is not paranoia. This is, yeah, this is not paranoia. <laughs> this is some, this is some shit. That this I don't is the real shit. But, yeah. but it, what's crazy is that I accepted it because uh -huh. I hated my life, man. Mm -hmm. You know what? I was like, I, I didn't have shit. I, I for, you know what I mean? Yeah. My life just really sucked. I had already destroyed so many relationships, burned so many bridges. There was not much left. So for me, I was like cool with it, you know, in a way, in a weird mm -hmm. way, man. I was like, you know, all right. Yeah. You know, that's no, it. I think because you were at such a low point, yeah. you were kind of like, well, maybe this is better in it, a sense. Because yeah. it, it's, it's, you know, being a bum. Yeah. And being a piece of shit is, is hard. It's, it's hard yeah. work. And every day was a grind. I had police. I always had issues. You know, I had so much stuff going on. It was just. It was hard to keep up with all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And then when, when you burn so many bridges, you don't have people around you yeah. anymore that'll support. So there it was, I was alone. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, it's weird when I think about laying on that bed. I was like, all right, this is, and I looked up at the ceiling. I'm like, all right, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. And, uh, and it's crazy because my mom was the one who found me. Oh, and she's okay. never there. She hadn't been around, <laughs> you know, forever. So it's interesting how all these all these weird things kind of came together at one point. Mm -hmm. And then going into after that, because um, I, I used to rob houses to to support. You know, I, I'm yeah, I'm 16, 17 years old with a thousand dollar a week, you know, drug habit back yeah. then. Yeah, gonna need 80s. to rob some people for that. Yeah, you, <laughs> no job, you know, no. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't building click funnels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, uh, yeah, you did by all means necessary, basically. And it, here's sure. what's funny about or, or crazy about the human mind mm -hmm. that I think about now. I never miss an opportunity to get high. You mm -hmm. know, like, oh, it's Tuesday night. I'm getting high. I have no money. I'm still going to. There's no doubt that I'm going to get high tonight. Mm -hmm. Wednesday, I'm getting high. Thursday, I'm getting high. There was never like. It never even dawned on me that I wouldn't get high. You know what I'm saying? Like I hear people quitting on shit, and they haven't even, they haven't done anything. I'm like, if you really want to do, if you really want to be what you say, you can you can find a way to get there. Yeah, it's a testament to the human mind, and I found a way to get high no matter what. Definitely, and I think like so. You're, are you familiar with Grant Cardone? Yeah, yeah. So he he has a story like when he was younger. You know, he he was an addict. I don't know mm -hmm. what he did, but he, his story is I think at 25 or 30. Didn't they he, do quaaludes he, or something back in those days? I, or I'm not. Or that was the Wolf of Wall <laughs> Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I know they did weird weird drugs back then. But but it just <laughs> it seems to me like because you're talking about the mind where it's like people that have gone through that like you were saying like it's it's almost hard to have to go that long doing that drug yeah. so if you just kind of steered your energy towards business and you know now we are where we are now yeah. and like so you already had the ability but you were just pointing it towards a very negative angle very negative so it's a good point that know. you make yeah when it's, i when i finally started redirecting the energy yeah I mean, amazing things happened i mean it definitely was, it was crazy and then 
it just seemed like everybody else was in slow motion too mm-hmm. when I really got rolling. Yeah. It's like, man, it's like, how, how hard is it to win a race that nobody's even trying to win? Mm-hmm. Everyone's making excuses yeah. and, you know, whining. And I'm like, all right, shit, we'll just keep rolling. Yeah. Let's see where this ends up. <laughs> so I, I wanted to ask this too. So, so when you were in the juvenile detention the yeah. first time, yeah. that's when you met the, uh, the guy that uh, you read How to Win Friends and Influence People? Was it then no, or 24? In no, there, in there it's just a free-for-all. There's nobody. Okay. Like, you, like they gave you a choice if you want to go to school or not. Okay. So I chose not to go to school. <laughs> I mean, it was just, okay. it was just a, you know, you're still locked up, you know, but you have, in, during the day, you're out in this big room with a whole bunch of other teenage criminals that are basically saying, next time, I'm not going to get caught. You know, that was kind of the whole talk around, you know, mm. the, the TV back in, in that yeah. environment. So there was no, and then you had guards that were not nice. And it was just, it was just a very negative environment, but you got a whole bunch of teenage criminals in there. Yeah. Planning on how they're going to be better criminals. Is basically, what we did all day. <laughs> yeah. We got to rob this bank. Yeah, I mean, we I'm got... telling you, that's what it was. It was, and when I think yeah. back, I'm like, our system is jacked. I think it's it's probably worse now. I, I can't even imagine. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe it's gotten better. So you know, you can tell based on you know we're we're breeding better, stronger, faster criminals than we ever have mm-hmm. in society. But it wasn't until I got out, end up in the drug rehabilitation. Oh, facility. drug rehab. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, drug okay. in the facility that that I went through a 45 day drug deal you know i went through okay. a detox this whole bit in there every That's day you happened. go to counseling and you go through they had everything was structured okay yeah. but even then after that though so what happens at 24 then like what's the felony because it obviously <laughs> it, it it got to your mind but not fully like you didn't fully yeah. commit there yet. all all of my felonies had were gun related okay i was a i was a young scrawny kid so in a, yeah. in, a in a interesting neighborhood so um I always, I always carried a gun around. And, yeah. Uh, my, so at 15, I robbed the movie theater at gunpoint. That's what. Oh know, wow. Not, yeah. It was. Yeah. What were you <laughs> Again, trying to funny get now, there? Now, now, <laughs> I wasn't trying to get anything. Here, here's what oh, I told okay. them. I told them it was their yeah. fault. It wasn't my fault they got robbed. It was their fault they got robbed. <laughs> if they would have just left me alone, you yeah. know, we went in. I'll never forget. It was a movie called Troll. Okay. You know, that was coming out, and yeah. it was me and two of my buddies, and we are being disruptive, like we all we always are. And they came and said, "Okay, you have to leave. You're being disruptive." And I said, "Okay." Well, give my money back and I'll leave. And he said, well, look at your ticket stub. It says no refunds. And he didn't realize in the back of my starter jacket. <laughs> Not the guy to say that. I <laughs> said, okay, well, give me everybody's money back. And then that proceeded <laughs> to a very negative uh, situation. All right, give me everybody's money I said, all right, if you didn't give my money back, give me everybody's money back. He freaked out. I mean, I'll, I'll never forget his face as long as I live. And, then my, and it was just, yeah, it was, it was a mess. Then, Incredible. Uh, so, yeah, bad. Uh, so my, and then my last felony, I had an altercation with a neighbor okay and a gun was involved again and um mm. yeah so um and then so, and how long were you in at 24 the the beauty of that one is i end up that one i got out of so i i was in jail for about a month and a half and uh i was in the milwaukee milwaukee county jail okay and so i tell a story about sitting in in the bullpen mm. of the milwaukee county jail it was july 4th 1993 and if you know if you understand the bullpen the bullpen is you know it's a, just one big room no windows, anything like that. And when I walked in, of course, it's the weekend. Criminals are in full force on the weekends, you know, especially mm-hmm. hot summer weekend. And I walk in, and they have one bench around the whole wall. All the best criminals, the biggest criminals, have the bench seat. So all the prime real estate is taken. I get a little seat next to the damn toilet. Mm-hmm. You know, and the toilet's got a little leak, so I got riverfront view <laughs> in this little, my little spot. And you don't want to – I don't want to look anybody. Riverfront's I don't want to say nice. anything. <laughs> yeah. And I and it was you know I knew for sure I was going to be in there for you know three four days just to get to court because it was a holiday weekend, and on my way there I had an altercation with the police so I'm in there now with stitches in my head, 
I'm coming down from everything that I was on. Oh, and it was a man. miserable. But I, but here's what's crazy. I have a tattoo um, right here that says, "A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children." Mm. And the reason it's so significant is because when I was being arrested, what's what's really different is I have a two-year-old daughter, Lauren. Mm. And so as I'm being let out, she's freaking out. You know, police are leaving me out of the house in handcuffs. She's crying, screaming. And I'll, I'll never forget as I I hit the door, they're pulling me out and I look back and we must have caught eyes for couldn't have been more than a second or two but I'll never forget as long as I live and I'm on that bullpen floor and for four days all I could see was her face screaming and crying and it was Dave in drug rehab who introduced me I didn't know where this saying came from a good man leaves inheritance for his children children so those two things replayed over and over and over for four days Mm. and it was on that bullpen floor that I said I can't live like this this I will not live this way and I made a decision there yeah, I was a loser. Yes, I was a gang, drug, all this stuff. That's who I was. That's not who I am. And, and when I finally, I said, if, I'm like, God, Allah, whoever, <laughs> Buddha, yeah. somebody, you get me out of this stuff, I'm done. You know, I won't, I, whatever I got to do. Mm-hmm. And that was the last time I was ever arrested. Um, and so that was like the breaking point right That there. was it for me. I had enough. And, okay. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was done. But, you know, the beauty of it from 17 to then, like I said, I was still – messing around with all this stuff mm. but i was also into personal development yes yeah you were halfway in and then so i knew now you know it's different when you don't yeah. know you don't know mm-hmm. you know it's it, what ignorance is bliss i guess yeah you know i didn't know back then but now i know so even like when i went back to cocaine you know my, you get around your buddies like oh you could you don't have to smoke yeah. cocaine there's always a do it so i'm you know now i'm snorting cocaine you know it's like <laughs> yeah. but i was around, i was still i still had a lot of those associations and so okay. it was coming out of there that i that's when i changed associations um everything man so did you kind of did you like change environment like did you move or like what was as soon as you get out what happens next there uh for so when i got out uh, yeah i was I, I didn't i disappeared okay like you couldn't find me mm-hmm. you know, for probably six months um i, I was you couldn't get a hold of me I yeah was, I, I knew because the same thing happened when i left drug rehab for the first time i was clean for nine months coming out of drug rehab yeah and how'd i do that i stayed the hell away from everybody yep it's the only way for me because as soon as i got back around my associations it, you just get sucked back into it man. yeah so you know when you sure. what do they say you know if you hang around five people that, that yeah you're the cuss, average of the five or, yeah, yeah. Well, you're the average yeah. of the five people you hang out with the most and that yeah i just kept getting sucked back in and you know i knew it was it was kryptonite for me because it was fun man I, you know <laughs> we yeah had, we had great times <laughs> until it turned you know it yeah. always turned at some point no, definitely. I think that like environment is just so crazily oh, important, man. Yeah. I think most people don't just realize that like if it's a good environment, it can take you just so far. Man. And then vice versa, it can take you the complete other way. I uh, cannot be around people with bad energy. I can't because yeah. I know I know what it's doing to me. And and for whatever reason, I'm like a uh, what the hell you call it? like a conduit, man. I you know Yeah, it, I'm very it, similar. It, yeah, it's just so yeah. I I just I avoid it quick. Definitely, yeah. That I actually had to do a similar thing. I, I wasn't doing as, as hard of things as you. Your story is better. <laughs> um, but or worse, just, depending on how you look at it. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah. But, like, it, it was just I needed, like, a different environment. Yeah. So, for me, that's, like, Miami, but, like, where I grew up. And I think it's almost for anybody, just, like, your high school friends. Even if it's not, yeah. like, hardcore drugs, it's just, like, getting out of that, you know, the 18 years that you spent, that normal routine. Like, you need, a, like, a shock. Or something like to get out of there and just find your own path. Because if not, you'll just stay there because that's all you know. 
So no it's doubt. Very and that, that was me. I needed a shot. Well, you know, arrest, drug problem. All that, that's what yeah. it took to shake me. Yeah, you definitely. Know? It's and it's crazy that it, it it took that much when I look back at it. Mm-hmm. But then again, man, I'm like, you know, now I, I feel blessed. You know that 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 yeah. happened. And for me, I had to hit rock bottom before I could start climbing, you know, mm-hmm. before I could start moving up. I, I, I feel bad for a lot of people that, that, you know, they get their education, they get a nice job, and then they're frustrated their whole lives. Yeah. So I was frustrated for, you know, a small period. Intense, but short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 it was intense, but it was still relatively short. I yeah. see people that just are miserable, you know, yep. their whole lives. You know, and, and yeah. they got something called the fucking rat race mm-hmm. <laughs> that they're in. You know, it's <laughs> yeah. like they, they live for the weekends. You know, they got two days to, you know, and then Sunday they're shot because they party Saturday night or whatever. Yeah. It just doesn't. It just seems like a, a, a pretty miserable. Existence, me too. You know? Yeah, I couldn't do it, man. Like oh, I, yeah. it For me, it was uh, I was actually in San Diego before moving here and I was just starting the business and I was just thinking to myself, I was like, it, it got to a point where I would have rather lived outside. And, you know, San Diego living outside is not that bad, yeah, I yeah. suppose. <laughs> but I was like, I'd rather be homeless than to have like a corporate job. And once that really clicked in for me, then I was just like full speed ahead. Like, and I didn't know what I was doing, but yeah. I was just like, I'll figure it out because yeah. that is, I like, I'm not doing that. So well, once you're free, you, man, yeah. you know, and, and that's, you know, it was, uh, Harriet Tubman said uh, she would have freed more slaves had they only known they were slaves. Mm. So when I think about that, it's not different. Wow. It's not different. You got yeah. so many people, they, I mean, it's, it's a different type of slavery. They're miserable as hell. They feel trapped. They wake up, they're going to wake up tomorrow morning to an alarm clock they're going to go to a place they can't stand hang out with people you know they don't like and they don't like them because when they walk past the you know when you walk past the water cooler they stop talking because they're talking about you yeah. and when they're gone you talk <laughs> about them and you got this cycle of brown nose and all these different terms we have yeah and they do this for what 30 years 40 years then they go greet at walmart mm. <laughs> and then you die i mean that's basically the the program and I, it just it's hard if you start to look at it, man, it's like I, I would, like you said, I, I, homeless is extreme. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but in San Diego, shit, get a tent. Go yeah, to that's the party. what I was thinking. I was like, it ain't that bad, honestly. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's nice. Never places. rains. Yeah. Like this is perfect for homeless. Like yeah, get a book and you know. See yeah. What <laughs> so what, what was your um? So after you get, what was like your first big success? Like after man, yeah. It, it, it took such a long time. That's what's funny, man. I get on, on these shows and I'm on stages and, and, you know, people hear kind of stories and they think that all of a sudden, you know, I got all this money and I'm rolling Rolls Royces living in this life. But it was, it was, man, it was brutal. So it took me seven years as a full-time entrepreneur mm-hmm. to finally crack $100,000. Okay. My first year as a full-time entrepreneur, I made $4,000. So you can imagine the people around me like, oh, yeah, yeah. you're, you're going to do great, fucking <laughs> loser. You know what I mean? It was it – was, so, yeah. but, but here's what's crazy. My first year as a full and, – and I was, I was involved in a, in a company called TPN. Mm-hmm. It was called the People's Network. And they were, um, they were pumping personal development – into your home via satellite not like the satellite we know today these were big like analog digital didn't exist back then i'm aging myself i know i look (laughs) like i'm 26 but you know (laughs) (laughs) but they're analog you have to put it up on your roof and i you know it was snow i remember putting this thing on the roof and i'm yelling down you get a signal yet and it's snowing and it's i'm half off the roof risking my life but i but the personal development thing was interesting to me because i knew personal development was changing my life you know, all of a sudden you got Zig Ziglar coming into your home, Les Brown, Mark Victor, all these authors were on there and right in my living room. Anyway, so that was, we had an opportunity to sell these things. 
and it was a it was a network marketing deal, okay. an MLM deal, and uh, I didn't know what that meant. Had no idea. All I all I knew was they were harassing me to get more people on it, and then nobody would buy it though. Mm. People looked at me crazy when I said, "Oh, you get like you know Tony Robbins right in your living room." They're like, "Who? What? Nobody wants." It was fifty wow. bucks a month, so they for sure didn't want it. Okay, and that was more than I guess. Yeah, but for well, me, still, yeah. fifty bucks a month because I was going to some of these seminars and you know dropping back then two, three hundred bucks yeah. to get a ticket. But here's what happened. Here's what changed. The um, Prime Star it got uh, replaced by Prime Star Digital. Okay. So now it went from an analog dish with one channel for fifty bucks to Prime Star had like four HBOs. So we st we caught on. They yeah. don't give a shit about personal development. Sell them four HBOs. <laughs> uh, okay. And if you'd have drove through uh, the hood okay. back then, you see, and, and back then the Prime Star dishes were pretty big, so we always knew that's one of our dishes. That's once so we started putting up these dishes all over the hood, selling four HBOs. That's yeah. what people wanted, and yeah. that's what we gave them. And that's where I, we started getting a little success. So my first year, four thousand. Second year was sixteen thousand, which people still laughed at me. But the percentage of growth from four to sixteen, yeah. I was catching on. That's that's if I can keep doing that. And that's what happened. So it was the the seventh year, one hundred sixteen thousand. Yeah. Then that the company got bought. They got bought out by a legal insurance company. Mm -hmm. Then the next year, my income went to two hundred twenty four thousand. And then everyone a million, then two million a year. I mean, yeah. it just it, it was kept, like, yeah, yeah. But it was seven years of you know being laughed Grinding, at. You know, around yeah. the dinner table, are you rich yeah. yet? You know, are you rich yet? You've been on the same job for twenty seven years. You know what I'm saying? It's like at least I'm doing something to, to change my life. Definitely, I think that's yeah. pretty though. I think it's almost kind of, not normal, but like seven years to reach a hundred grand, and then what? Within three to five years after, then you already had a million. Yeah, that that's how it started to crank. Yeah, yeah, and that's the no. thing. I feel like that first hundred grand is the hardest. It and was at least, for me. Yeah, yeah, I think it is for most, and like that's the at least from my standpoint, like the biggest lifestyle change, like a hundred grand was when I could start doing whatever I wanted. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously your lifestyle expands from there, but like anything above that, then you start spending 200 grand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> then you're like, yeah. Oh, I get a credit card too now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's definitely, you can yeah. definitely go above that. But yeah. I just mean like the, like happiness level, I yeah. think was there. And then everything above that's just kind of like fun, just things in a sense. Yeah. And also impact. You really start thinking about like how I can use this to yeah. like make a big change in different scenarios. So yeah, for me, for me at that point, it was, I always felt like money was the reason why my family ended up the way it was. There just wasn't mm -hmm. money there. And it always seems like my dad was working his ass off to get money, to get us out of the neighborhood, to change things. So I was, for me, it was always money. Money, money drove every decision I made at a certain point. And that's why I've been married, well, I'm on my third marriage. So my first marriage was all about money. I'm like, well, just shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm gonna bring us money. Yeah. <laughs> and I got us out of the neighborhood, yeah. put us in a big house. But I, I wasn't, <laughs> my mind hadn't caught up to the money. The money was moving faster than my mind. And, yeah. and it was always like, I needed the next car. I needed, you know, I needed stuff. Mm -hmm. So I had, I ended up with lots of stuff, but unfulfilled. Okay. You know I mean, now I'm now, you know, now I'm 50 and you know, this the stuff doesn't mean shit to me. Yeah. I still like to have, you know, some nice stuff, but in the beginning it drove me because I really thought, you know, I thought people that that lived in big houses and had Rolls-Royces and all this stuff, I thought they just were happy people. They had no issues. They just were like freaking swans on the lake. They're all pretty and you know, yeah. I thought that's what I would be one day. <laughs> and when I got it, you know, my house was in disarray. I would just I carried over that same mentality. I brought it into my house. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. We had a bunch of money. We looked good, but 
I remember living in St. Charles, Illinois, next to, um, you know, Carlton Sheets? You ever hear of Carlton Sheets? Anyway, mm -hmm. back then they used to do infomercials on television. We used to buy products. We used to buy our courses on television. Imagine that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and he was the big course guy, and he sold this uh, no money down real estate course, mm -hmm. which I ended up buying. But he ended up becoming my neighbor, which to me was a big deal. That's sick. You know. Yeah. But I, I was having domestic challenges, and I'm being chased through yards in my neighborhood, rich people yards. Which I, you know, <laughs> I guess it's better to run through those yards than it was the old neighborhood. Yeah. But I yeah. You know, pools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was still always in trouble, man. I was, you know, I'm a grown man. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I wasn't going to prison and stuff like that, but I was still having issues inside of my own home. You know, mm -hmm. my, my emotionally, I wasn't there. Got does, it. That, does that make sense? I never yeah, no, it does. Well, it can, it can actually, know. like, make it um, more extreme, right? Yeah. Like, so, so money, if, if you're not, I guess, mentally ready for it, it sometimes it can be too fast. Yeah. You know, like, I, I, I was grateful. I don't know why I never got caught up in, like, the, the cars and stuff like yeah. that for me. For me, though, like, where I live, that's, you that's know, obviously I'm down. We all have something. Yeah, yeah, we all have something like that. So, um, but when that, so, so then that's where the first money comes in, but then did you, then they sell the MLM and yeah. then what's ne is build your empire next? No. Or? Okay. Uh, so uh, a company called prepaid legal bought this company. Yeah. Prepaid legal became legal shield. And, um, it, it just, it, at first I was like, this didn't make sense to me. And then we, we had a bunch of felons on our team. We couldn't get, they couldn't get licensed. You had to have an insurance license and we ended up working our way through that, but then it exploded. And that was not, that's when things really started to roll. They had a great product. It was inexpensive. You know, I, the the pitch was was easy because I knew a lot of people that had legal problems, and and it made anyhow. I'm not trying to promote them. Yeah. <laughs> they did me wrong later on, so don't get no, the affiliate link. Yeah, I got a lot of friends there. Yeah. They're, they're it, good good people. Just uh, we, we, we went our, our <laughs> after out. You know, basically 13 years there, and I had a strong residual income, which they took away from me. Mm. Um, we won't we won't go down. There. You see that tear welling up <laughs> yeah. in my eye. Because yeah. um, residual income you. is what I work for, man. And yeah, a lot of yeah, people yeah. work for like I'm not a, a house flipper. I'm more of a like an apartment building guy. Definitely. You know, I want rent. And I, I had build, you know, I had fifty thousand or two hundred thousand customers, fifty thousand reps, and mm -hmm. and at one point because they didn't like the way I was doing things, they. Yeah, they I can't it. believe they were even allowed to do that. Yeah, they they, but, they, they probably weren't. And they, okay. actually, I had people later on say you could do, and what didn't yeah. matter, you know. Got anyway, it. so it, it opened up another door for me though. That, yeah, that, that's where things really started to crank. I got involved in a uh, skincare company. Okay. And uh, out of the, they were bringing in minerals from the Dead Sea, and and I was the last guy to think skincare. I'm like, what do I know about skincare? For me, skincare was whatever soap went on my head, went yeah. on my body, and I'm <laughs> out. But it was that that. that changed my life again my first and, and part of it was revenge to get back at the yeah, last company definitely so first year a million bucks right out the gate and it went, you know, i've got a quarter million dollar a month residual income we're in eight countries we had three hundred and twenty-seven thousand affiliates that's great just started cranking man and uh did that for eight years and mm. and then that's when build your empire came in towards the end of that okay that deal. and then build your empire became you know the vision was to to take world-class entrepreneurs to bring up the next generation of world-class entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. you know, to bring the Grant Cardones and connect them with, you know, the, the, the John Malotts when, you know, he was yeah. 20 years old trying to figure shit out. Got it. Okay. And so that's how that whole thing came to be. And, uh, you know, and w so what's the structure of like a uh, build your Like, how does that work? Is it like a, do the younger people like pay to be in or is it right mentors? now there is no structure okay because <laughs> gotcha. we uh we went through a transition yeah um we had we had some people you know on the team some some young guys that that really 
um, told us they could do a whole lot of stuff that yeah. they, they, they just couldn't do. Mm -hmm. uh, my partner and I, I got a, a, an incredible partner for 20 years, Josh Denny, him and I own investment companies and a lot of other stuff. And we kind of let them have it. Okay. Uh, which, looking back, was a, was a big mistake. Mm. It cost us a lot of money and um, gave them a lot of uh, credibility. Yeah, yeah. They had this, you know, Instagram page with 1.2 million followers. And, yeah. and we started doing events was kind of our space. So we, we said, let's do Build Your Empire events. And, you know, the events, I love the event business. Yeah. And then, of course, COVID hit and put basically put us out of the event business. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, yeah. I like the live events. I like the crowd. Me too. I like that whole feeling. And I actually saw that on energy. YouTube. It's like yeah. three and a half hours long. I watched. I didn't see yeah. all of it, but I yeah. watched some of the clips of it. It looked sick. Yeah, we had the Build Your Empire yeah. mansion. You know, so we put these kids up in a you know twelve thousand square foot house oh, that they sick. lived in. We did absolutely nothing awesome. <laughs> for the brand, but helped themselves. They they did a lot for themselves. I think yeah. they're all doing well now. Yeah, <laughs> You're welcome, awesome. fuckers. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hey, we give I, you give back know, in different ways. Yeah, I can't <laughs> hold it. You know, look, I, you know, if I was 20 years old and, you know, I got, yeah. I live in this, this beautiful house, I got whatever, I, you know, maybe I would have did the same thing. I don't know. But. Gotcha. So that's, so that's transitioning. Yeah. And so, and what else currently are you? So, up to? so yeah, I'm excited about the, the next chapter. We've been for the last 90 days. I have a billionaire partner, uh, Terry LaCour, who's a power. Matter of fact, I'm going to see him tomorrow. Mm -hmm. um, we're launching a new uh, health and wellness company based on a new packaging technology, super sick. I'm not gonna talk a lot about it right now, but okay. we just launched our, uh, our uh, Oh Snap uh, 21 day challenge mm -hmm. and that'll lead up to the launch. And um, this is about to be sick, man. We're, we're about awesome. culture. We're about like, yeah. if you're part of my company, you know, you're gonna learn branding. You, I mean, you're gonna learn leadership, team building. So we focus so much on the people and that's why we explode. And I didn't realize that coming up, but I, you know, what my upline in network marketing was a guy named Jim Rohn. Oh, yeah. You might have heard the guy. Familiar so nobody, people don't realize, you know, Jim Rome made his millions in network marketing. Oh, I didn't know that. No, no. most people don't. Yeah. And that's how Tony Robbins was coached by him. Bill Bailey, I mean, amazing. Oh, people. I knew. Yeah, I knew he's yeah. Tony's coach. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so I didn't know I was sit, you know, that I was seated, seated, seating, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> I was at the foot of greatness. <laughs> you don't know at the time. And then yeah. I just knew the dude was brilliant. And um, but he had an incentive to be like people hit me up all the time for me to mentor him. But I'm always, I always want to say, well, what's the incentive? Yeah. What, what's in it for me besides taking time away from my family, you know, responsibilities? Jim Rohn had an incentive because he earned an override. You mm -hmm. follow me? So I tell yeah. people, oh, you want me to mentor you? Well, become an affiliate in one of my companies. You know, join me on this journey. Then, I'll, then I have an incentive to teach you everything I know because there's an override. Definitely. There has to be something in, in return. You know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. So, and especially like, cause you're at a point too, like you said, and we all have families, but like you do have to start measuring against that time. Right. So it's yeah. not like you don't want to help no. them. Like Man. you do, but like at the end of the day, it's like, well, dinner with my wife, see my kids, see my wife's parents, like, or help you, you know, it's kind of a, Man. you got to choose. Unfortunately, that's life. You have to. So, and I, I didn't do well at that because I, I'll work around the clock. And so yeah, me too. <laughs> I was always like, yes, yes, yes. You, you call me up, yes. You call yeah. me up, yeah. It didn't matter. I was always saying yes, and, and, and it cost me. You know, it, it cost me relationships again, family. And, and so as I, as I became more mature, that's why I, I, I ha now I have the ability to say no, mm -hmm. which helps you too, by the way. Even if you're an affiliate on the team, there's some things I'll say no to just so you have to figure it out on your own. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because if I'm always doing it for you, or always giving you the, the answer, you're never going to grow. And I, when I look back, I had mentors that were like, 
no. <laughs> and I also have mentors that told the truth. Like today it's hard to mentor people because their skin is so thin. Yeah. I, so I asked the people today. Culture. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, do you really want <laughs> the truth or do you want me to tell you what you want to hear? Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm always <laughs> careful because they'll kill you on social media too. Oh, yeah. If they get mad at you, man, they will. <laughs> yep. They will murder you. Man. It's getting it's like, worse and worse. Oh, it's bad. Right that's what I'm saying. I don't talk about religion, politics, or football. Man. Yeah. People lose their minds over these things. I man. know. You got to be careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's my, my belief? Uh, whatever yours is. That's yeah, what yeah. I, that's what I, I believe, believe in you. <laughs> I believe in you. <laughs> you can do it. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It is interesting times, man. But mm -hmm. I have mentors back then were like, I don't like what you're saying. Call me back in a week. Or, yeah. or or click it'd be like hello 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 it was like my do it my way or don't talk to me anymore i don't, I, I can't waste my time with you mm -hmm. you can't do that anymore you got to coddle people a lot yeah. more and uh so so if somebody like wanted you to be their mentor cause i feel like this would be helpful for a lot of people yeah. like how how would you like to be reached out so so obviously yeah. you want to know what's the benefit for you like should it be like direct short sweet or like is there a way that you would prefer yeah you know I, like People, I, I have, I, I'm like this. Bring me your, your downtrodden. Bring me, you know, your rejects, your losers, and uh, you know, bring me the people that just for whatever reason never quite got. You yeah. Know, or, you know what I mean? It, it, hanging around me is like it's about redemption. So I'm like, you want to be redeemed? You want me to teach you the things that, you know, that you think you don't know? Because most of the stuff, we know. Mm -hmm. you know. It's just maybe, you know, what I think our job as leaders is to bring out what's already inside of you. Mm -hmm. there, it's already in everybody. It's just. Sometimes we just need the right person to help bring it out. So, you know, I tell people, hit me up on Instagram, you know, John.Malot, or now we've got the, uh, oh, Snap is the name of the company. It has to do with our uh, packaging. we got this ridiculous packaging that you'll see soon. Yeah. We'll, we'll be the first to the market with it, and we're bringing all these, you know, uh, incredible products and then the culture and all this stuff. So the, we have the uh, oh, snapchallenge.com. Okay. Where they can join, because it takes 21 days to create a new habit, or at least that's what research suggests. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing this 21-day challenge around mind, body, spirit type thing, and then uh, that'll lead into the launch of our new company, and then we'll go smash this thing all over the world together. Perfect. And so I tell people, look, if you want to, it's like I always have mentors that said you make your living in your full time, but you make your fortune in your part time, and when your part time income here exceeds your full time income there, you now live in a world of I choose to, no longer in a world of I have to. Because how many people today live in a world that I have to? Like, I have to Most. go to work. I have to do this. It's like you don't live in, you know, communist you know, Russia or yeah, Siberia yeah. or some shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so we, <laughs> we show people how to exceed, you know, whatever it is they're making in there. And I tell them, look, you know, if you want to do other stuff, I'm cool with that. You know, we live in – there's so many options today, you know. that, that and, and so we try to bring in all my friends, you know, that have all these different opportunities, you know, to – you know, you look at what like you guys know Chase Hero. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you look at what Chase Hero and these guys are doing. I mean, they're they're smashing. My my good friend Josh Snow, with the snow teeth whitening. There's mm -hmm. so many different places to make money and get around incredible people. Oh yeah. My guy Cody Grandadam, who I'm meeting in Dallas tomorrow. I mean, the dude started selling batteries. Now he's doing I don't know. He's done like 200 million dollars in flashlight sales to like Walmart, Lowe's, Home Depot. It's like today's <laughs> yeah. if you the if you can't get rich crazy. today. That's yep. why I'm back in the mix. I was I partied for three years. You know, I retired and I and I'm watching all these young young guys. Making, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait a minute, this, there's too much fun to be had. Yeah, and that's why I came. I got out of the strip club and 
<laughs> got out of it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I got to get back into the trenches, man. Have you been to 11 over here? I was I about many, to shout that Yeah, out. many times. I, I was. Got, yeah, they, 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 I got a parking spot over there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Um, so la- last question I want to ask you here is, it's kind of twofold. I feel like you've thought about this. You've retired. Like, what is, how would you want to be remembered or like the ultimate like impact that you're trying to make? Like at the, I guess at the end of life. Yeah. We went from 11 to serious. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. From the strip club to (laughs) the day you die. I wanted to ask it though. (laughs) Well, you know, I, I have a, I have legacy um, Mm. tattooed on my arm and and it's a big deal for me because I have, I have four daughters and Mm -hmm. um, for me, it all comes back to that a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, but I called on that it was it was more than just money, that it, it was it was about you know what what are my kids going to do down the road what it, like I can leave them money and they can have money and you know a lot of times you give kids a whole bunch of money they just become spoiled ass kids, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. it's the information it's that paying it forward you know what I mean I, I I'm like now we my my partner and I, Josh Denny we're impact investors we invest in um, things that impact people. Going, like don't don't bring me something that's just about money. You better say, yeah. okay, here's what it's going to do for somebody. Here's how it's going to change the world. Here's how it's going to make a difference. Besides our private jet company, that that was more for yeah, yeah. <laughs> flights on a yeah. private jet. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. <laughs> uh, but yeah, for me, it's about impact, man. What what I, I want when I'm gone, and I think about that now at at 50. Mm-hmm. I think about and it's weird and and it's almost selfish now. Yeah, that I'm thinking about what people are going to say about me when I'm gone. And I probably who knows where I end up. You know, I always say you only live twice here and then wherever the hell you end up. (laughs) I don't know if I'm going to know what they're saying. I'm going to hear it or whatever. But, you know, I'd like to have, you know, a bronze statue somewhere with my head and you rub my nose for good luck or something. You know (laughs) what I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So it's just I I want I want I want to leave the world a better place. Mm -hmm. But entrepreneurship is the way, man. I think we're crazy. I hear people talking about socialism, all stuff. I'm big on the human spirit, man. Let us let us go. Let mm-hmm. us run wild with as few regulations as possible. Um, you know, let good people do good things. For sure. Because in the end, I'm going to say this because it's political season, and I, I don't really talk about this a lot. Yeah. I'm not going to go political, but I am going to say it. It won't matter who gets elected. Yeah. The entrepreneurs are going to figure out how to maneuver around it. It will not be the politicians that solve our problems. They they never do. It'll be the entrepreneurs. You know, if there's an energy problem, uh, Elon Musk shows up. Mm-hmm. You don't like what you're paying for goods and services? Well, Jeff Bezos has a solution for you. You know what I'm saying? So that's us, man. You know, it's, it, it's we should be celebrating the entrepreneurs instead of we got a we got half half of our population tr- trying to take them out. Yeah. And without them, uh, it's an interesting world. Matter of fact, that I would tell you this: there's a book called Atlas Shrugged. It was written in the '50s by Ayn Rand. It's about it's a thousand-page story, nice. but I think it's more relevant today than then. And and I I, I got the recommendation. There was a, a thing about uh, a billionaire's reading list, and there was one book that kept coming up, and it was Ayn Rand Atlas Shrugged. Oh, nice. Yeah, okay. if you read that book, you'd be like, oh, that out. Yeah. oh yeah. It basically poses the question: of What happens? <laughs> if, what happens if the politicians and what we call the looters and the moochers get their way? And you, you stop the entrepreneur from mm-hmm. doing what they do, and it it lays out the whole scenario, and it's 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 pretty interesting, wow. man. Oh, I'm getting that. Yeah, you gotta get it. purchase that before we leave. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> Dude, man, you'll be recommended everywhere you go because you want awesome. everybody to read it. And, uh, 
but the great good. entrepreneur, the, the mind of the entrepreneur is the. Uh, I agree. Should be, and especially you see what's happening with our kids, man. Mm-hmm. You know they're yeah. coming out. Can't, they 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 have no financial literacy. You know, they they can't work a checkbook. Uh, I don't know, man. Mm. Anyways, no, I agree. <laughs> Well, dude, look, thanks for coming on the show. It was amazing. Uh, yeah. Last thing is, um, and you mentioned it a little bit prior, yeah. but like uh, uh, social medias, uh, website, like where can people stay in touch with you? Uh, you know, for me, uh, Instagram, I manage all my own stuff, So, and but I focus most of my, my attention on Instagram. Okay. So uh, Instagram is, is john.malott, M-A-L-O-T-T. So you can hit me up there uh, and then, you know, watch for our new company, man. I'm, I'm super stoked about uh, what we're going to bring. You know, we're, we're going to give them hell. Perfect, man. Thank you again. <laughs> Appreciate you guys, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. The Authors Unite show is sponsored by AuthorsUnite.com. Your one-stop shop for becoming a profitable author and maximizing your impact. 